here's Will Smith with another show in which he's hosting, talking about his own past career. I don't know. Fuck Will Smith. Fuck his wife with his shitty ass career as a music artist. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga bless. Welcome back to Black Oak House Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for the final episode of season one of Doom Patrol. 15 episodes and we are here. Ezekiel Patrol is the name of the episode written by the longest list of people that needed to be on one particular episode that really wasn't as impressive as it thought it was going to be. So first up, it is Tamara Beecher Wilkinson, Jeremy Carver, and Shoshana Sashi. We've seen these three names all season, but all together in one episode. It felt as if they were regurgitating a lot of things they left on the table. And when there was like, well, I'm not backing off. Well, I'm not backing off. I want the cockroach and the rat. And then someone else was like, well, we got to find a way to get negative man in here to save the day and do the one thing he could have done all season. And then another person was like, yeah, but at the end, they have to be, she has to be dressed like Dorothy from Wizard of Oz. And then it was all done under the direction of one Dermot Downs. It premiered 524 of 19 and it amounted to a whopping 4.6. This is probably one of the worst episodes of the entire season. What was even that CGI I was seeing? I've never, I mean, just don't try it. Don't try it. If you don't have enough in the budget to make a giant rat look anything remotely like it is an actual, (laughs) as if it's not just absolute CGI, Like, this is almost as bad as the deer in The Walking Dead. And God knows that was awful. Horrendous. The both times they fucking showed it. No, actually, the first time I think it was a rear deer. But I digress. Because this episode (laughs) was not good. And considering I really was like, oh, you know, it's not the worst thing ever this show. Which I still don't declare so. This episode was indeed trash. I don't know what the game plan was for season one, but it went as wrong as the DC Universe app, and that's why it exists no more. (laughs) Everything has been moved to HBO Max, and apparently they're winning since they're going to stream Wonder Woman 1984 on their streaming service as well as in theaters. And I don't know about you, but I ain't going to no fucking theater just hope they don't charge an unusual amount of money like $30 that's ridiculous because let's be real the movie ticket price is only like 10 (laughs) and then the rest is the concession stand why it's $40 at the movie theater you spend it you spend half and half at least if you're gonna go $20 you better give me something else just for the movie (laughs) I will allow $12.99 I don't think I could pay more than that because I'm like, where's my fucking snacks? I got to prepare my own snacks now. And that tells me you're ripping me off. If it goes straight to DVD, you at least can buy and own the DVD for 24 fucking dollars. So they better not put no damn big ass price tag on this and think I will be fooled because then you will lose me. And I am excited to see the movie. Let's get into this horrible ass episode. Morden doing the recap was hysterical. Usually I fast forward through it, but when I saw that it wasn't getting giving its traditional one, I stuck around. Chief reveals he was after what they all have, immortality. So that's the question Mimi's been asking all season. Like, what the hell? Why are all these people never aging? It turns out It's not Niles doing something to keep them living forever. It's the simple fact that they are the metahumans that that they are and their deformities come with the gift of forever youth. Cliff saying, what? You're so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. I would have accepted anyone else giving that answer of what besides Cliff because you're still a brain. 
Like you're only immortal because you're just a brain. Everyone else might be like, oh, it's so strange. I'm immortal. Although they can look in a mirror. They realize other than Larry, I guess Larry, not so much. But the rest of them should know something is up with their powers and linking it to the fact that they are forever young. This reveal was very underwhelming. (laughs) I would expect it a lot more anger. And you have him apologizing, saying he's sorry, doesn't decide at this moment to tell them why, which I get it. You're in the white space. You got Mr. Nobody looking in, having fun at this horrible reunion. And while Vic stops Cliff from attacking Chief, apparently he does not have the same compulsion when Jane herself, turning into Hammerhead or some other dark version of her personality, attacks until he morden makes the entire scene freeze and he tells them look this was never about them i mean sure making silly putty out of their brains was extracurricular however he wanted the family to realize that they're all petri dishes abandoned on the shelf that niles himself destroyed the whole game was to make sure he had no friends and nobody to love him and it's always been about how he destroyed those other folks and how he destroyed eric morden and i still am not clear even at the end of this episode how what happened to him is somehow (laughs) chief's fault why did he destroy i don't know and at this point i honestly don't care i think that for the actor oh i forget his name every time he did as good of a job as he was going to do i would have preferred more of him (laughs) if i'm being honest doing anything not talking to a cockroach and a rat however he was utilized in this way and at the end it really was a bumbling mess and it kind of felt as if We paid all this money for a giant cockroach and a rat to start flipping some cars randomly and making the set piece move. We can't afford to actually spend any money on this script. So he asks uh, Niles, how does it feel to be a nobody? And I kept thinking, is this D'Angelo or Michael Jackson? Like, is it how does it feel? Ugh. Uh, or is it how does it feel how does it feel i wish he went with one or the other version of that then he gives his manacle laugh and it was ruined for me (laughs) because either previous reaction would have been better 1961 the first of many flashbacks at the ant farm we meet up with joshua once again a great character very underutilized hopefully coming back in season two doing a lot more explaining a lot more like his connection to jane that she clearly just accepts completely even after six months she will visit him but i digress they're not there yet at this point he still works at the bureau of normalcy and It turns out that Niles was the one who calculated the mission Larry went on so that he was set to intercept the space anomaly, aka JB, aka Negative Man, all based on Niles' calculation. Fortsight gets him first and his goons, as Joshua points out. And then they possibly get him afterwards once they're done torturing and getting all the information they can get. If they're considered useless, then Niles gets them. And Joshua, this ain't sitting well with him. He's like, I don't think this is right. I don't like the consequences. This is also a part of the Immortus project. He mentions that Rita was the first and that we already have someone the immortus project sounds exactly as it sounds immortality project and that she hadn't aged since 1955 josh wonders where the line is because it kind of feels like we're crossing it can we get more joshua 
I sleep at night because you tell me nothing and Miles says you're welcome present day six months have passed Rita and Larry are living together he still fixes her lunch which is nice because we haven't seen him since the first episode remember in doom patrol or not doom patrol titans man i missed that fucking episode <laughs> that's when i really was like "Ooh, what's the doom patrol i'm gonna be into this show and they just kind of showed a different character for larry and he had way more pizzazz he had more life he didn't he wasn't nearly as depressed it almost felt as if they did a 180 degree on this particular character but i do miss the fact or i'm glad that they brought it back that he is indeed the chef of the house and has been cooking for rita for a very long time it turns out she is teaching classes as a drama teacher larry is sleeping on the couch and is now able to release jb without him losing consciousness at least for 20 seconds very picturesque scene that we see once again because you know we're not going to spend any money several more times we've seen it several previous times in this series as well (laughs) the same damn late the fact that they add insult to injury by having a back-to-back scenes of said leg was a little much that's why i was like what the fuck did they put this episode together with like glue and some i don't know some (laughs) post-its so in this drama class she decides she's gonna get up there and show esme how it's done and she causes the one boy to get a chubby because all he's thinking is you're touching me and you're kind of hot she tries to check esme telling her this is how it does and it must suck to fail at what you're trying to excel at and she claps back by saying no ma'am you're the one that's sad there's nothing sadder honestly of someone who is a washed up actress trying to outshine high school kids as a drama teacher and we all signed up for an easy a why is james trying because he just got dumped down i ain't even lying yo he just got dumped down 1976 doom manor new year's eve rita is being rita oh yeah you gotta get swifty you gotta get swifty in here both rita and niles laugh at the ridiculous glasses that larry is wearing they're playing monopoly i used to love me some monopoly when foresight shows up comes to visit and requires his signature because they are about to acquire Jane as it was his apparatus to obtain certain people he put in the work paperwork decades ago however you know doesn't mean that they're not going to follow through with it now that they have located her and so he has to this leads to another child that he has to adopt due to his own terrible life choices (laughs) so present day jane is sleeping in the bus that is parked under the same underground that niles rescued her from a few episodes ago (laughs) she's like i'm just gonna hang out in this hospital parking garage clearly it's supposed to be somewhere else but we get it um it turns out she then visits joshua who is now the black professor xavier with his school for metahumans and she wants to know if he knew what niles was doing he admits he was willfully blind and man their chemistry actually is great this is a really well acted scene like for as terrible as this episode were they had like a few really well acted emotion driven scenes the culture just comes through when you have someone who is latina and someone who is black of color in a scene together (laughs) he offers her an opiate that will quiet everything the good voices and the bad voices because she keeps switching from multiple personalities and she's feeling really bad that miles had betrayed her and was going to put her in this home and she says she keeps dreaming of picking at a wound flit takes the opiate why did he put that shit on the freaking desk and not expect her to take it like as soon as 
his back was turned i was like yeah she's gonna steal that's like putting money on the table and you know you're in the house with a drug addict he said he needed to monitor her vitals he doesn't know how much the dosage should be she don't care she went back to her uh her bus and filled that syringe up all the personalities then join her in the grass because this feels good including Kay. And I was like, oh, she's the girl that they're protecting when Hammerhead was screaming. I get it now. 1988 Doom Manor. Miles gets a visit from Eleanor, Victor's mom. And we find out Cliff was targeted and was meant to crash on the racetrack. He's like, oh, he's a father and he's a husband. And then she asks, how do you know when someone is about to crash? If my answers frighten you, Vincent, then you should cease asking scary questions. I am still unclear why he chose Cliff in particular. What's so special about his brain? I guess we're going to get into that. But apparently that's all question marks for next season. If we get an answer to those questions, because the plot holes you can pretty much drown in. Niall says that he has to tell her something but he wants her to promise to still be friends with him afterward because she remarks that she loves him but he's scaring the shit out of her she loves him also as a friend and a mentor how is this hitting you the hardest um niles when my man's larry had two kids but you figured well he's hiding his sexuality so it don't matter (laughs) but larry never really brings up being a father so i guess Maybe because he has a daughter and Cliff is a father and they have daughters and blah, blah, blah. It still don't make no sense. Presently, Cliff is around buying food for Jane, staying at a distance, literally a few feet away and has been for months. At Star Labs in 2014, both men, Niles and Silas, talk about how Eleanor wanted Victor to live he says that's code comfort but thank you then niles tries to be like let me give you some advice about how vic will need special care and attention and i'm not talking about what star labs can do i'm talking about compassion he's like you think you saying i can't do that well you did fail um but then now himself gets dragged because he says a i was her husband of course she told me what you fucking told her and b my son is a freak of nature because of what happened he is not one of your experiments and that you know i will take care of him you don't need to worry about it excuse me if i'm not gonna take your advice because i know you ain't shit and you've done terrible things with trying to get immortality and my son is not a part of all the your shenanigans presently victor is having nightmares and is no longer playing with muggers at atms he is solving real crimes cyber crimes and while the two are speaking father and son it's definitely tense and transactional as now vic is doing the shit dad wanted but he's clearly unhappy and he's also like bitch i will answer this call and yes you can ask me if i'm okay but that's about all my business you getting Meanwhile, Mr. Nobody is celebrating his revenge victory. I'm a boss ass bitch, 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 bitch. But then drinks and reads, likely from actual critic reviews on the toilet. (laughs) He said convoluted plot ending on a whimper. I was like, yep, that sounds about accurate. He gets a new posse because he needs some purpose in life. And he forgot he left a few things on the revenge cutting block cockroach ezekiel and admiral whisper whiskers show up to join his new trinity because they still want to destroy more of niles's future then they will <laughs> what do you say we'll tell we'll build a new world or something that fact and he was like and then we will destroy it and he was like yeah if there's time and last time ezekiel wanted because he serves the dark lord this is so dumb I get that we kept seeing the cockroach all season, but I just didn't want him, need him, and it's disgusting. I don't like roaches. I had more, I had less of an issue with the rat than I did the roach. Larry is happier this morning 
Rita is being sent nasty texts being massacred by a 13 year old girl telling her to fuck her own face. Rita isn't satisfied anymore with getting by as there has to be more out there in life. Old man Arnold. (laughs) He was like, do you hear that? Maybe old man Arnold did. Eat shit, Ginger. (laughs) Rita wants to follow the song and the sound larry concludes it will lead us back to niles's bullshit and she's down because she's bored and got nothing else to do and larry sighs in agreement because he just does whatever rita says the secretary in jane's brain tells her you know hiding isn't the same as healing and you even hear the sweet baby thing as Kay starts to walk away and then hammerhead goes to protect her and she wants to stay but then is smacked awake (laughs) she finds cliff has been the one feeding her for months because she did not know i was like why don't he stalk his actual daughter with as much commitment but okay they both agree to fuck up whomever is playing shows up as well drawn to the mansion doom manor where they are all together once again and cliff at least is happy about it because he's been living his life as a statue everyone comes in and sees dear old dad staring at a painting he says mr nobody kidnapped danny street and put him in the painting and explains that he had a daughter who is extraordinary but a danger to everyone and his goal was to live a day longer than her to protect her and others and the reason that they were made and created was so that he can study extended life so that he can extend his own and won't deny at first that they were all indeed lab rats to him larry points out invoking a daughter now is fucking evil (laughs) and i have to say yeah you could have at least sent a postcard or i don't know facetime there's a lot of you just been sitting at home the last six months going hey um i could offer an explanation of why i've done this i've done but i don't feel like it and he knows that mr nobody has found her on danny street who's been her caretaker all this time and now has trapped them Cliff tells him to fuck off forever because he robbed him of his daughter for 30 years. And I was like, that's factual. But it's not like you didn't ruin your own life, Cliff. Jane agrees, or she agrees to actually go for Danny and for the kid, but Niles himself can eat shit. Rita agrees that he's garbage, but she was at one point in her life too, so she can forgive this more easily. and she is the worst drama teacher ever and this is the only good that she can do in the world this foolishness she's like larry he's like do i even need to say anything does my opinion matter clearly it doesn't cliff is like well now i gotta go because i'm the only or i'll be the asshole that's not helping an asshole into the painting let's do this then they're transported to Danny Street where the uh, the newspaper floats by and says Fleck got the Dannysons to safety. Ezekiel is enormous and raining down destruction on Danny Street and Mr. Nobody runs past them like a little bitch into the cabaret. Beard Hunter has been the one singing karaoke and admits that he fucked up. He was offered bags of celebrity beards and he sold the little girl out the way he hugged victor and victor shoved him was funny nobody explains his daughter is the one that enlarged ezekiel and admiral whiskers victor points out as crazy as this shit is we are the only ones that got the sos thus we are the only ones that can fix this mess and he has a plan cliff remarks the roach is chowing down on a turd somewhere when whiskers shows up and he's like remember me bitch and then he's like fuck my life and he is eaten (laughs) why did he tell jane to run when he's the one in danger i don't know 
Vic's cannon is absolutely useless, but I did laugh that the, <laughs> the, what do you call that? The ricochet was enough to actually knock Niles out of his chair. I don't know why I laughed so hard about that, but I did. Cause he went, he went rolling. And then Jane, for all she doesn't care about him, immediately goes to help him up. Cyborg makes himself bait. That cannon shot was awful. So just the CGI was terrible. There's no <laughs> pretending around that. Jane goes into the doll hospital and we see those stairs once again that Beard Hunter traveled down. And I was like, ah, so I'm guessing Dorothy either has a beard like, um, like Niles because it's Niles DNA. That would make sense. And they were very keen not to show her face this episode. Mr. Nobody remarks of how he was thrown out of his own crime syndicate to Rita by a roach and a rat and then bested by a child. He says, you can't make this shit up. No, you cannot. Rita convinces Nobody to pick up his narration once again for a comeback as Nobody is better than nothing. Ezekiel is told that he is God and he now has the desire to eat man. He eats Cyborg, but this is part of the plan. Admiral Whiskers is mad Cliff uh, <laughs> made him a fucking orphan. And he's once again talking about his second chance with his daughter, even though he didn't attempt anything in six months. And he says, I do not deserve this. And I'm not quite so sure that he doesn't. JB, aka Negative Man, is released because he creates a doorway, which is what he did in the first episode and what he could have done all fucking season. Rita very dramatically goes to be eaten. Jane sweet talks Niles' daughter using Baby Doll's connection to dear old dad. And Niles asks to go see, let's go see inside of a cockroach. <laughs> and then that was my one funny part where Larry's like, oh, what about Cliff? Oh, Cliff. <laughs> and then they had the cockroach and the rat making out. Okay, but there are some things you just don't need. This I did not need. I don't care. I, I don't, I didn't even, I turned my face. I was like, you know what? That's just fucking foul for all of the reasons that it's foul. And I don't like, that was just, that should have been left in someone's cutting room floor. Cause that was just uncalled for, unnecessary. I don't want it. It really, really dropped this episode for me. Like almost into the toilet. Beard Hunter is like, um, so everyone else is protected from radiation because they're inside of the cockroach. But what about me and you? And then that's when he realizes, fuck, I didn't think about my in-game. Danny Street becomes a brick. The cockroach thinks he's invincible until he is shot down a few times by Vic's cannon. And we meet Dorothy Spinner only from the back. Everyone is tiny besides Larry and Beard Hunter and Mr. Nobody are stuck in the photo. That is how the episode ends. I don't have much to say. Let's get to the feedback. if you want to join in our conversation you can send feedback to blackrollcouch at gmail.com you can send it in written format or in audio format like my two besties next up let's start with the one who introduced us to this show mimi what up christina it's mimi sending in feedback for doom patrol i don't even know what episode we're on um i just finished watching it and i gotta be honest with you that was the weirdest shit i've ever seen i I already know what Niles' daughter looks like because I must have seen like the last two episodes because so far I haven't seen anything that resembles anything close to what I last saw. I guess I didn't realize there was so much in between the episodes that I saw like from the beginning to like the last few ones. Um, I guess that it, that was interesting, but it was just so weird. Like Mr. Nobody being drunk choosing a freaking roach in a damn uh 
Dr. Whiskers or Admiral Whiskers to be his co-conspirators and his act of revenge um, and villainous behavior. Like, I... (sighs) I know the last episode was dragged like so long i felt like it was just never ending like it should have been shorter than it was and then we got that big drop bomb drop that um niles concocted and schemed i don't know how he was capable of knowing the future like how do you put um what's his name oh my god larry in space in time in the right exact moment to be saturated with radiation how did he plan on um rita being who she is and falling in the water and nobody wanting to help her like that in itself is so weird i don't understand how that's even possible um and i don't get how he thought creating these things and extending their life was going to help him and why is that important for his daughter if his daughter is from that cave woman shouldn't she be immortal or is he trying to make himself immortal so he can live with her forever like did the mom die in childbirth i don't know it's just so many questions i don't know the answers to and to be honest with you and to be quite frank at this point i don't give a fuck like i thought we were supposed to be watching these fools turn into some type of superhero team all we watched is mr nobody drag them for filth make fun of them get them in some weird ass situations like that whole danny street thing was the grossest shit i ever seen like it was so weird so unnecessary like making the dr whisker why do i keep calling dr whiskers mr whisker admiral whiskers and the roach like make out was one thing in life that i never ever wanted to see and now that I've seen it, I can never unsee it. And I'm disgusted. Like, that was gross. I hated every second of it. Um, I hate that they decided this was the best way to go about Niles getting the team back together. I hate that I picked this show. I hate that there's still episodes left. I hate there's a season two. Because so far, where I'm at in this show, why, how, and yuck. Like, that's all I have. I did like seeing the one dude come back. Oh, the black guy. I don't remember his name. Um, I just, I like the actor. I've been seeing him and stuff since, like, t- the early 2000s. I still don't know his name, but I like the actor. Um, <sighs> I don't understand why Larry and Rita moved away and did absolutely nothing with their lives like why couldn't you stay at the manor and just just ignore niles like you guys aren't doing anything special and rita with her like inappropriate acting chops with that high school boy was disgusting and i'm glad she got dragged i feel like that little girl might have went a touch too far but she deserved to be dragged because she was trash like yuck that is a teenage boy he is a minor and you rubbing all on him trying to be sexual that's nasty and larry i guess it's kind of cool that he is trying to attempt to control his powers i'm proud of that um but it sounds like they don't plan on doing anything once he gets a hold of them like y'all living in an apartment with your high levels of mediocrity (sighs) and then cliff just bringing random things of food to jane while she's in a fucking hype state basically turned into a superhuman crackhead that was stupid and the fact that the guy gave her this the whole thing oh niles made it but we have to it's a freak it's not a cure it's not like it's a drug like why why would you give that to someone that you know has psychological problems like that is the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen and as a doctor you should know she is the perfect candidate to be a freaking addict why would you give her something like that it literally just numbs you that's literally why people do drugs and drink it's because they're having some type of mental health breakdown and they need it to go away and that's 
what she was doing and you just thought it was fine to give her a whole ass concoction created for that exact moment like wow like that that was stupid and I don't know what the writers were trying to do but I would have been happier had they just had her just go off you know do something else pretend like she's normal for a little bit like that's a good like let's just pretend like that would have been more appropriate than being in a drug-induced coma for months that's dumb it was so stupid um what else is dumb other than this whole ass episode that took me like four hours to watch because I kept getting sidetracked at one point I literally paused to listen to a song and hold it turned out and I and I ended up listening to the whole ass album <sighs> and then as I got dragged on Twitter I was like let me go ahead and finish this um since this is my fault that we're watching it so here I am I don't know last last episode I had something to say there was a couple moments in there that I did like but at this point I don't remember it's not important <sighs> that's all I got I didn't like it not even a little bit there was some moments that were kind of funny but then it quickly wasn't worth it as the scene progressed (sighs) and I one thing that I do find hard to believe is that they would help Niles I don't know why but I just felt like that wasn't realistic I get like I feel like it would have been better had Danny Street called them for help and then they just found out about Niles' daughter that way. That would have been more realistic. But the way Cliff reacted seems more realistic. And Jane and all of her 8,000 personalities that are bitches, I find it extremely hard to believe that she would do something for somebody else unselfishly. Like, that was the biggest, I'll do it for your daughter and for Danny. Really? You? Like, I would have felt more compelled if someone, if Vic would have said that. Like, that would have seemed more on par with him than fucking Jane. Like, ugh. I don't know. The more I talk about this episode, the more I dislike it. I hated this episode a lot. And it sounds like I'm the only one that's uninvested at this point. But like I said, because this is my fault, I'm going to keep it up. I can't promise that um, I won't talk shit. But I promise I will watch this season and then season two. Um, it's just my schedule got real messed up. I'm trying to get my life together so that I'm on time again. Guys, um, I, I believe I'm off Sunday because I work Thanksgiving. So, which I think is next week. So, that'll give me more time to get my life right. So, I'm going to end it here. Until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic, queen of the couch, Mimi out. That was Lamia with her thoughts on the episode. Now, because, or just because, I should say, I'm still invested don't mean I can't talk shit and don't agree 100% that this episode was trash hence the score maybe just maybe if one person was allowed their ideas and not three people competing for how crazy we can make an episode of Doom Patrol you might have had a cohesive thing rolling out and I know this show is supposed to be kind of out there and not the traditional that's what drew me to the show in the first place i like the premise of it but being out there and being just fucking gross and foul and just vile for no absolute reason i mean there was two seconds i just could not like the minute i knew what they were doing with the rat i just like mm -mm, i refused to look i got like a glimpse and then i was horrified that they would put this on television to be quite frank and there's not a lot of things that piss me off or offend me that offended me beyond offensive it was just like i said it was wrong it was just something not necessary and i felt like that was whoever was in the writer's room being like i'm gonna put the fucking cherry on top of that just And then just like you said, we could have did this all and still had the weird parts like the you can have it fine. You want to have a giant rat and a fucking cockroach? Fine. I've seen Legends of Tomorrow, but that's also the reason why I dropped the fuck off that show as well, because I don't need to see a gigantic Teletubby involved in my television show. That's where I draw the line personally. 
I'm really willing to go there. But you also, if you're going to bring in that type of fantastical element, everything else needs to be fucking tight. I mean, everything around it needs to be pristine. There can be no plot holes. So on top of the plot holes, this type of nonsense on this episode just really made me want to flush it down the toilet. And to be very frank, was an insult to all of the episodes that came before it. Because at least there was something there, enough there for me. And even in this one, like the few few things they did right, like the whole Silas and Niles conversation, um, the whole Joshua and Jane conversation in the beginning of it, there was emotion behind it. And then they just shat on it with a big old fat turd and then decided like, you remember two girls in a, uh, I know, yeah, y'all remember that? two girls in a cup (laughs) when someone was like oh come look at this and you were like why would you do that to me that's what this episode felt like and that's not something you pass on to anybody (laughs) if anyone asks me hey have you watched doom patrol i will say watch episodes 1 through 14 i would tell them to not watch 15 whatsoever because i would not want anyone else to see what i was forced to watch yeah why do we even need to be drawn back to Niles house why do we even need to get him involved why do we even need to let him go in the first place just oh I got my revenge on you you have no one it was beyond a whimpering and I get Mr. Nobody was not supposed to be the most you know um actually I don't (laughs) I don't you're a narrator you could have done anything and everything and this is what you gave me this and then you had as you pointed out this child with that hey yeah what happened to her what was her story did they capture her what happened to her magical prancing deer so many questions no answers they were too busy trying to figure out how they were gonna somehow come up with a possibility that makes it plausible for two insects or species to be making out and that's just sad it's sad i'm literally dragging them for how sad that is <laughs> it is sad and there are like i said i have watched out their shows one of the best actually one of the best shows which hopefully we can get shy on board because i still want to do this for vicariously after merlin is misfits that is a show that is out there it has out there type of things. It's the same concept, metahuman powers. Thus, it has nasty moments in it as well. And yet, it had three outstanding seasons, and the latter two weren't shite. So, yeah. Very, very disappointed. I'm glad you two are down with Joshua. That's his name. His actor name, or real life name. <laughs> actor a real life name (laughs) is Alimi Ballard so awesome with that wait is this a real article sometimes you click on shit especially when you're on IMDB and you're not sure if it's real news it says the real reason why Gina Carano might be replaced on the Mandalorian and I was like oh is this just something that's fake news or something that is real news but that is how distracted i just got by it so i think we mentioned everything we need oh i did want to explain yes niles was doing this all for immortality my guess is he was not calculating he wasn't just predicting the future he was making that shit happen so basically there must have been this uh in in regards to larry like this being negative man was they were tracking this radiation and it was making its way around the galaxy or whatever the fuck the bill of normalcy were into some things clearly but he made the calculations to have it accidentally like he sent him up there for this test drive knowing that he was going to encounter this other being that they had been tracking and that's why they sent him up there in the first place so what's the word it's constructing things to happen 
versus predicting things to happen and it's based on again some of his calculations but those were just actual science calculations because of the the being that they were tracking then with rita i don't know about that one they didn't explain that whatsoever she was in the jungle it's africa so it's possible a that's the cradle of humanity and that he didn't actually like she just happened to encounter something and i know you keep saying nobody wanted to help her <laughs> like i don't think anyone um broke the the thing on the ground but i don't know it could just be the bad juju spirit of the african against the white woman like this white bitch come here and then she start being disrespectful on our land to our natives and then everybody just was feeling giving off that bad juju vibe so then when she you know final destination style fell into the the river then whatever is was just in the river happened to attack her and then he got himself around i don't know maybe he actually had something to do with that but that's me making a whole ass story that sounded 10 times better (laughs) than the no explanation that we got and then in regards to well he was the most open with cliff by saying yeah um (laughs) i was gonna make sure he was killed in the wreck on the track so that's why she was looking at him like um what do you mean like how do you know when someone's gonna crash and he was like yeah i've done some things and that's why silas was looking at him too like and you probably was snoozing through those parts and i understand uh (laughs) but that's why silas was like yeah i know what you did like you made your pet projects happen and you orchestrated like he probably was tracking whatever that fucking force was in africa and was like oh shit that bitch deserved karma he might have set it up that she did fall in there and maybe i'm lying and it wasn't just all african juju whatever i know i've had way too many drinks already tonight moving on to uh the last one jane that's the one where i don't like unless he put her in the hospital because he did have the people from the bureau go get her they did locate her he did sign off on that form so maybe that's why she was put in the hospital and that's when the lightning storm or whatever maybe it's the same lightning storm that gave barry allen his powers um struck them down or struck her and then she got powers all of her personalities I don't know. I'm headcanning this shit. This is what's on Wattpad. Because that's all they leave me to conclude with. Moving on to... I don't know. Oh! Before we get into Shy's feedback. I was thinking when I saw Star Labs. I was like, wait a minute. So if Barry... Because we always been talking about how Barry had blood money, right? And he owns Star Labs. But just think how much money Bruss still actually does have because he probably got stock in all of the star labs and if they got a star lab to detroit they probably franchise this shit like starbucks in every city yeah my dudes is making bank and they own the best technology and they got all these secrets and they connected to the fucking government oh yeah like they they really be downplaying the the full extent of star labs because they only ever show that one room or maybe two you know because we got that i understand I get it. It's TV. <laughs> I'm not like, hey, hey, we've seen more of Star Labs than than uh, some other things. So I ain't hating on that. However, you know, we don't see it from the outside or we don't like see people in there ever to notice that, hey, this is an actual business that probably makes a whole lot of money. And now that I have rambled myself to death, let's hear what Shai has to say. Hey, Christina. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's me, Shy. I am here to talk about the season finale of Doom Patrol. Um, so yeah, season one. And uh, yeah, it's been a very, very, very long day for me. So yeah, hump day has uh, been a struggle, but I made it. Only to have to. <laughs> start over tomorrow but um not trying to think about that right now 
Um, as for this episode, it was, I mean, it was good. I mean, I mean, it wasn't, uh, I mean, how to, you know, I, I mean, I'm just used to finales that, you know, set you up and get you excited for the next season <clears throat> in some way. And, um, this one I mean, I'm curious, you know, about, you know, Niles' daughter, but it wasn't like, oh, I can't wait to see, you know, season two for blah, blah, blah reason. I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't feel that. I didn't get that from this season. It wasn't like, I mean, not to say I'm not going to watch season two, because I, I mean, I'll watch it, but it, <clears throat> as far as, you know, like, again, getting that excitement and, you know, you know, looking forward to the next season type of feeling. Um, this episode didn't do that for me. Um, but it had some, you know, it has some good things about it that I enjoyed. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't say, you know, it was horrible by any stretch of the imagination. Like I said, I thought it was good. Um, what I did enjoy, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Well, I mean, I'll start off by saying, you know, you know, when I listened to your podcast um, for the last episode, I was actually like, oh, okay. I hadn't, when I heard Niles say that it was his fault, I really, I just went into, you know, he's responsible. Like he's, you know, for everything that's happened to them. And then when you said, you know, well, you know, maybe it wasn't by, you know, he was just part of this grand plan, you know, like others was making him do stuff. I was like, oh, okay, I hadn't thought about that, um, so I was like, okay, and then this episode happened, and so I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, it was his fault, so, <laughs> and his reasons for doing it is pretty jacked up, uh, he's trying to not, or keep from aging, so he ruined people's lives, or potentially ruined people's lives, or changed people's lives, uh, for selfish reasons, and I'm like, okay, um, I mean, I'm not, like, upset, upset with him, you know, as far as, you know, like, thinking he's a horrible person or anything like that, but he, I mean, he did a horrible thing, I mean, that was jacked up, <clears throat> whether or not these are good people or, you know, bad people or people with, you know, jacked up lives. I mean, it was their lives and it was their life to it was their life to live. It was, um, <clears throat> you know, live as they saw fit. And whether that's, you know, good, bad or ugly, that's on them. So, you know, you take in Cliff and Larry away from their families um, for your selfish reasons, just so you can protect your daughter I'm sorry. I mean, I'm I'm just not on board with that in regards to, you know, that's a jacked up reason. That's a selfish reason. Um, and, you know, it's great that after the fact that he brought them together and took care of them, tried to make them a family. Um, but it doesn't change the fact that he messed up their lives for his own selfish reasons. So um, I just had to say that. I mean, there was that was it I mean it was no nobody forcing him nobody doing anything this was all his master plan um he was the mastermind behind all of that um so we had the you know the team they six months later and six months passed since they you know had that um confession from Niles and they attempted to live their lives which you know ended up being blah and so they got back together thanks to the was it Chumbawamba song. I get knocked down, but I get up again. So um, <clears throat> that was interesting. Um, I forget just that quick that black dude's name, um, the doctor that was helping Niles. Um, yeah, when he was like talking to Jane about the drug and then he just leaves it on the table and turns his back. I'm like, uh, why would you do that to someone that's unstable? Um, you had to have known that she was going to steal that. So that was weird. Um, and here we are. I will say the, the animal thing, I, 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 I'm just not a fan of it. 
to be honest, I mean, I think I've said that before. I mean, like, oh, here we go. Got the cockroach and the rat in this one. Yay. Um, I, that, I wasn't a fan of that, to be honest. Um, but, you know, that was kind of the theme throughout this season is using animals as characters. So, um, great for those that enjoy that type of thing. I, I just didn't, it just didn't work for me in this scenario, but anywho, what is up with Larry and his, (laughs) I'm sorry, but you know, you know, I got three boys, so my, (laughs) I watch a lot of, uh, superhero action-y type, um, stuff with them, you know, cartoons when they were younger and all that, so, I, I, I mean, you and Mimi, or maybe Mimi, she has a boy, I don't know if he watches Power Rangers, <laughs> but he, him and this, uh, you know, his negative, what, what did he say? Negative man unleash? <laughs> I don't know, it just reminded me of Power Rangers, <clears throat> the show my, um, kids used to watch, uh, I, I just, every time he, he did it or what, a couple of times, um, in this episode and that's all I could think about is Power Rangers. So it, that cracked me up. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I like that the team, um, came together. Um, I mean, I thought it was interesting and it's just how, again, it's, you know, how they started is how they, you know, when they were separated, how they were. And before they got back together, you got Larry and Rita their little partnership and you got Cliff and Jane and their little, you know, partnership with, you know, Jane being Jane and Cliff wanting to take care of her, protect her, whatever. And then Vic is out on his own. So they kind of went back to their defaults. And then of course they got back together and, um, defeated the, uh, the big bad, so to speak. Um, yeah, Mr. Nobody, he, you know, he had, he cracked me up in his little, uh, moments, um, when he was sitting on the toilet (laughs) drink, I don't know what he was drinking that was making his lips turn blue, but yes, and I'm not even going to mention the fact that he didn't wash his hands after, you know, okay, whatever. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was, you know, a cute moment. Um, but then we got the cockroach and the rat making an appearance so um but yeah just some I mean like I said I mean I'll watch season two it's not like I'm like totally against against it I mean but there's not much that this season this finale you know got me like ooh, I can't wait like I said earlier it's just like okay I mean I'll watch it because we're gonna it's on your schedule and and there's some hope that I'll enjoy the sophomore season more so than the freshman season. And that sometimes happens. Um, and I know that. I've watched shows that, you know, the first season was so-so. But I kept on watching and then it got better and better and better. So I'm not opposed to um, continuing on and seeing what happens, you know. Because it's not, it's not like this season was terrible. It just, you know, it was okay to me. Um, well, yeah, just let me know. I'm very curious. I know Mimi didn't leave any feedback from the last one, the last episode. So I'm not sure how she feels about (laughs) the end of the, um, of the season. So, but I'm sure you'll have your December calendar out at some point because, yeah, December is shockingly right around the corner. No, actually, I think you got Doom Patrol Season 2 on your schedule already. So, yeah, I mean, I'll keep going and see where it leads and um, go from there. Until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Shy. That was Shy on her feelings on the episode, but first things first. Bitch, I love the Power Rangers. (laughs) I used to watch the Power Rangers all the time. What you mean? Because you have boys. Because Mimi have a boys. Fuck the boys. I watch that shit myself.
I ain't had no kids. <laughs> None. <laughs> Growing up, I watched so many. Like, oh, I was such a little sheltered ginger child. Except I wasn't ginger at all. But, um, man, I loved me, Adam. And you don't even, you know, <laughs> I'm talking about the old ass Power Rangers. <laughs> when I'm mentioning Adam, the White Ranger. And now he was the black, was he the, no, I believe he was the green ranger. I had the hugest crush on him. Of course, he was dark haired, dark eyes, mm, looking good as hell. Don't know whatever happened to him, but, um, I thought that was funny when he said Power Ranger. Yeah, he, um, he did say negative man out. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna need you to change that. <laughs> real quickly we don't need to announce him he's a whole ass person he's not something that you just need to power up and go he he got he got a personality he got feelings and shit um apparently y'all just gonna figure it out y'all y'all just gonna y'all ain't even gonna ask for no help you didn't check in with no professors you didn't do no google searches anything to be like hey we're just gonna wing it and figure out how this shit works now that they we've decided we're together but this is a very long-term relationship that they've been working on but speaking of larry he ain't mentioned his fucking kids at all like he had a brief moment where he was like oh my boys but it was mostly <laughs> the facade and his boo thing he ain't get no shit about it. He talking about my kids don't want to see me. He was like, that's the end of the conversation. I haven't thought about them. Like, you even got Cliff trying to find his child or stalker on Facebook. Cliff, uh, Larry, he ain't checked in. He don't give two shits about his children. Which, hopefully, they change next season. That's something I would like to see, that they just left a thread. So, that's what keeps me wanting to see season two, is the threads that they've left that are interesting that's one of the threads victor and what he's gonna do is another thread because he really is too good for this damn team but at the same time him being all serious just don't work for anybody <laughs> including his dad who looked like he was terrified like oh you okay son i get off my back motherfucker i know what you did but be like we still speaking anyhow me being wrong about my predictions i'm not surprised at that I don't, know, I don't even remember saying Niles may have done it for some hour. Maybe I was just, just suppositioning some shit. But, um, yeah. This whole Mr. Nobody scheme thing was, was really terrible. You talking about him washing his hands on the toilet. He don't give a damn about washing his hands. He in the same fucking outfit. That's like 50 years old. And that's why I am a little sad about Because Alan Tudyk is very funny. I love the actor very much so and he did have moments where he stole the show this season this just this episode just wasn't it <laughs> because like i said the things i did like about this episode because you did not hate it nearly as much as me and Sha or me and mimi however i think it's because i was left with such and literally a disgusting visual that everything that was good became minuscule and that's sad <laughs> and that's what you don't want to do the only person that is interested in two fucking animals making out in such a manner or people who get off uh on bestiality type of porn and they need to go to the proper section of Pornhub for that shit and keep it out of television shows now strangely enough i will say this makes me uh or puts the show titans in a much better light because <laughs> there was so much shit one can talk about titans but i didn't have the same damn feelings nope not even a little bit they had cohesion even if sometimes it was slow <laughs> it did not reach this level of absolute failure and they really had one episode that was absolutely atrocious in its whole construct but it didn't go this damn far and then lastly in regards to season twos being better than season ones i think that's definitely possible this wasn't complete trash it wasn't curse level trash <laughs> y'all know i don't like this show so 
much so I still to this day never finished it and never plan on to. There's nothing I want to see at the end. Nothing. This at least I'm like, what's next? What else are we going to do? Hopefully not more fucking animal sexuality because then they're going to lose me. <laughs> they need to keep it definitely to this episode and only this episode or at least once a season because that is absolute molestation of the eyes. And with that, we are going to wrap up. Oh, yeah. I also forgot to mention, too, that what was the show we watched together? Umbrella Academy. That was a season two that was way better than the season one and did a lot of course correcting. So there's hope. There's hope. And apparently the episodes that did have Mimi recommend this show, she has not seen yet. (laughs) So there's hope after all. Again, if you want to join in the conversation, blackocouch at gmail.com. You can find this podcast on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else good podcasts can be found. My social medias will be below. Remember to like, share, subscribe. And if you have time, run over to iTunes, leave a review. Until next time, peace, hair grease, black magic.